How does Doth approach a greener future? What role does digitalization play in Doth moving forward? As an operator within a carbon-intensive industry, it is crucial for us in Doth to understand our relationship with fossil fuel, our role within the global energy transition, and what proactive decision we can make today to secure a sustainable future for the company. A significant component of this is DOF's commitment to reduce emission by 40% by 2030 and how we will work towards reducing our carbon footprints. Here to talk about these important issues are Arnstein, Klövrud and Lars Solbakken. My name is Marianne Möxter and I have the pleasure to be your host in DOF Talks. A very warm welcome to this episode. And Welcome to you, Arnstein. Thank you, Marianne. It's good to be here. And welcome to you as well, Lars. Thank you for inviting. Arnstein, you are Senior Vice President, Technology and Integrated Solution in DOF. That's a, it's a very nice title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you please tell us what is your job, Arnstein? Yes, uh, yeah, I've been in the company for, for a long time, uh, so I had uh, various positions within the technical and, and operational area. But uh, last year I got a new, a new role, very exciting role, to, mm-hmm. to lead a new uh, technology and digitalization team in, in DOF. Um, yeah, so so we, we are a handful of uh, people in the team, uh, some key personnel from the organization, mm. to, to, to take lead on, on, uh, on uh, strategic important areas such as energy efficiency, remote operations, and digitalization. So Lars is, your, is in your team? Lars is in, in the team, yeah. that's correct. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, and, and our focus is to really promote, support, mm. uh, technology and digitalization projects in DOF. And, and today's topic is a greener future for DOF with digital technology. Uh, that is a huge theme. And uh, could you say a bit, what is the headline here, Arnstein? No, it's a big topic. And, uh, and uh, it's, uh, the, one of the big questions is, is how to meet, uh, meet the requirements set by IMO to cut emissions by 40% within 2030. Mm. And EU uh, in the face of implementing even stricter requirements. So the big question is how to best comply with that. Uh, and and uh, what can be achieved by, by, by optimizing a day-to-day operation on the vessels. But we also need to consider what type of uh, new type of fuels, what mm. new technologies that, uh, that that will be required to 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 meet, and and uh, and then there is also a big question mark: what what is the preferred future fuel? Uh, will it be hydrogen? Will it be ammonia? And 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 others uh, and, and methanol is also discussed. So so these are questions that that need that we mm. need to answer. So a lot of uh, a lot of big questions we need to 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 answer here now. Uh, Lars, any any comment from you on this? First of all, I'm very very happy that we we are combining sort of the digital world and the technology mm. because those do really need to interact in in the future. There there is no sort of single solution to all these uh, both issues and opportunities. Mm. So by creating the Dig Tech Committee, I, I think Dof did a really, really smart move and, and, and make sure that we're working together on this. I mentioned in the last episode uh, this quote that I've heard 
You know, people talk a lot, so I will watch what they do. So Einstein and Lars, uh, I mean, we in Dof, we really need to act here and we need to be proactive. So what can Dof do to work smarter, to ensure less emission and to work towards a zero emission mindset? I think, uh, as Lars said, uh, by, by establishing uh, the DigTech Committee now and get a, 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 a strong focus on, on the topics, I think that, that, that is a start. And, and it's very important that we are able to involve the whole organization, mm. that we are able to involve the vessels and, and, and to get their uh, feedback on, on, on what are the smart moves. Uh, and so, so, so the first priority, I think, is that we, we need to have an operational high focus. Mm. We need to have a good dialogue with the vessels, how we can day by day target to cut our emissions. Mm. And um, these vessels, the offshore vessels, they are uh, fitted with quite advanced machinery and propeller systems. Mm. And it makes a big difference uh, how they are operated. And, uh, and they can be operated in, in many ways. And, and we need to support the vessels and have good tools to do that to be able to operate them with, with the optimum uh, fuel consumption. I, I, I think real, really one of the advantages with, with DOF is that we, we have those integrated operations and we have a, to my opinion, very good communication with most of the crews, the captains, mm. the, the chiefs. And, and they know what works out there, they they they've been there. Mm. Uh, they sort of seen the harsh environments. That they're really there, and we're able to work together mm. on uh, sort of moving step by step to to a better future. Mm. I like to say it's it's difficult to improve something if you can't measure it, mm. Uh, mm. and that accounts for most of the things we do mm. uh, in in our daily lives and in the company. Mm. And just measuring is is a very good start, mm. but it doesn't improve. So, so it's a combination of those things. Mm. Mm. So it's also it's not not only the day by day operation. We also need to to to, to have the long term focus. Uh, uh, we, we do not believe that the the requirements can be met only by optimizing what we have today. We we we, we see that there will be need for some upgrades. There will be need for some uh, new technologies and new type of fuels. So to really understand that what are the preferred solutions for the future is also important. So we, we, have, we have ongoing projects on that to, to really get a, to study on it and, and what will be the preferred solution, just to, to say that, Marianne. Yeah, and, and let's come back to, to those projects later. But uh, we, we need to introduce you a bit more, Lars. Um, you have been there for a year. Or not, not even. Not uh, even. Not even. Good. Uh, you are senior vice president, information and technology in DOF. So, please, can you tell us a bit about your role and, and maybe also say a bit how it has been for you to come into DOF? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, for, first of all, it's um, it's been a great pleasure to to come to DOF and 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 the way people are are sort of happy for you to come and and willing to help because uh, mm. it's it's a lot of things to learn in the beginning mm. uh, and without sort of that warm welcome it's also difficult to um, sort of achieve the, the the goals and and, mm. and, and the ideas so I, I think it's been a very good start mm. um, I'm kind of responsible for, for everything that has to do with with, with IT and, and digitalization but but I, I like to see say that I'm um, 
trying to make technology work for people. That's sort of the, the, the most important part. It's it's not the other way around. I'm not here for the technology. I'm here for the people. Mm. Uh, you, you might argue that uh, at least we're not there yet. Technology need humans to, to work and, and mm. the other way around. Um, so so uh, sort of having those extremely powerful tools mm. that technology and, and, and computers and the cloud and everything is mm. today, having that work for an entire organization. I I hope and I like to say that that's my important, uh, the most important part of my job. Mm. And, and I guess also uh, now going out of COVID, we have... Uh, really utilized some of those tools for the last couple of years being a global company uh, needing to talk to each other and to all our yeah close to 60 vessels yeah How it, it, it's it, it's um qu- quite uh, fi- as an early part of of covid um, particularly the IT department used to say that that covid did more for the digitalization of a company mm. than the CIO did for like 10 years <laughs> uh, and and that's kind of true we, mm. because we we need sometimes we need sort of a kick in the butt to to do the changes even though the technology has been there mm. for a long time uh you have both mentioned that technology and digitalization need to go hand in hand uh with your focus on technology uh Lars, can you say a bit what we do in duff to uh to be on top yeah, we, we do a lot. What, one of the key initiatives we do is, is related to our, our emission mm. or, or reducing our emissions. And what, one example is the eco-advisor mm. that's installed on some of the vessels. That's a, a digital tool that, that uh, are measuring all, all the machineries, the fuel consumption, the weather, the, the different type of operations, what kind of DP or et cetera mm. we, we're operating under and are currently recommending how we can run our, our uh, engines, the battery systems, the propulsions, in order to actually save fuel by achieving exactly the same operation, mm-hmm. but saving fuel. Mm-hmm. So, so we're not changing anything. We're just operating smarter. And there are sometimes the computers are slightly smarter than, than the human beings, and they're able to sort of uh, connect all these uh, data uh, and, and information and mm. currently giving an advice to the captains and, and to the bridge and maybe one day in the future also that they will be able to do the operations uh, just overlooking uh, overlooked by um, the, the people on the bridge and in, in, in the engine room mm. like they typically do on, on a plane today mm. we're also using uh, artificial intelligence to improve the maintenance of some of the equipment we have on the vessels, we were able to read out and analyze the, the vibrations and the, the condition of oil and uh, grease on the bearings, analyzing that and forecast whether that equipment will break down or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- you, you might argue that uh, if you've been listening to the same uh, uh, pump or, or engine for, for 15 years, you, you, you would recognize something's about to happen, so you'll fix it. Mm-hmm. But we, we can't have people with, with 20, 30 years experience listening to all the equipment <laughs> every day. But computers can do. Mm. 
So, so uh, by doing that, we are actually able to predict wh- whether bearing will have a breakdown or not within the next three months, maybe. Mm. So Im- imagine the the effect on the mm. operation, both for us and for the clients, that, that we are actually repairing that part of equipment. Up front, in a way. Up front, yeah. instead of a breakdown on the field. Mm. Or maybe we're able to run it for another year instead mm. of changing something that it, that's already working. Mm. So we, we intend to have those kind of, of sort of analytics mm. uh, used more and more on all the vessels. Yeah, I guess that could avoid one of the things we really are trying to avoid, which is downtime and, uh, and breakdown. Yeah, we 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 low when we got the hundred uh, percent up report. So that that that's uh, <laughs> we, we we low to to hear that on 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 all the weekly meetings and the meeting with our clients and and so on. Uh, and we're we're for sure using technology to move closer to to that target. What about uh, robots and robotics? Where are we on that last? We we have started. Uh, we have uh, our great team in Brazil. Actually, is is doing a lot on on robotics. Uh, they use digital robots for basically taking away the boring, repetitive tasks, uh, sending reports to our clients, uh, updating lists, uh, moving information from one system to another, etc. Mm. So, so it's it's uh, quite good and and uh, makes people. Sort of spend their time on the on the smarter things in, in, instead of doing those. Arnstein, Doff has always been in front when it comes to technology. I think it's fair to say that we have built several of uh, state of the art vessels, and you have actually been heading our new build department for for many years. Um, can you can you say a bit more about that, about the history, and how we in a way still are? leaning forward uh, within technology yeah uh, as, I, as I said I've been in the company for 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 a long time uh, actually I started in in 2001 and I think it's uh, I, I could see from the from the from the first moment that uh, this was a company with with great ambitions and and that we that there was a high focus on 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 the vessels and, and the technology and I, I could see we, we, we were building quite advanced uh, advanced vessels uh, at that time but but the focus on technology started long before that uh, and if we go all the way back to to the beginning with a vessel called Scandi Hav mm. which actually has been just recently were taken out of uh, operation she's been operation for 40 years she was built as the largest PSV at that time uh, in in the world and when uh, in the mid 90s we were the first to build a diesel electric uh, supply vessel uh, Scandimarstein which was really setting a standard on 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 the machinery and propulsion systems for for offshore vessels and it was around uh, 2005 6 we really started our huge new building program uh, which was quite massive with many very advanced uh, subsea uh, construction vessels, uh, uh, hybrid anchor handling vessels, which I will say is, was really state of the art uh, and is state of the art mm. with uh, huge cranes, with, uh, with advanced uh, deck equipment, winches, ROV systems. So um, we, we have been in the front on vessel designs, technology. Then we also have built in Scandi Africa 
She was uh, named and ship of the year in 2015 with exp- uh, impressive capacities uh, with pipeline and, and, and crane operations. So, so we are really proud of our, f- our fleet, uh, Marianne. That's what I'm trying to say. Huh? <laughs> I know you are very proud of the fleet and I think we all are very proud of, of, uh, of our fleet. And on that note, Lars, how, how has Dove historically been working on the digital side of the business? You know, I I think as Anstan just pointed out, I mean, Dove has been a leader of its time, hmm. absolutely. Um, but um, that time during the new new build programs, etc., hmm. the focus on digitalization and technology was different, and and the available technology what was uh, hmm. different. Uh, just five years and, and and seven years when when even when Africa was built. Hmm. Uh, so uh, we're kind of moving into a new era and mm. we, we we have an opportunity and the market has a different demand today than it than it was uh, seven or 15 years back in time mm. so so uh, we will focus and we do focus on sort of more powerful digital tools um mm. We have a lot of ongoing initiatives. Uh, we have a very good, to my opinion, digital transformation transformation strategy. Uh, so, so we're kind of a good position, and and with the framework and with the organization to to really accelerate the, the work we do on the digital side. Good. So it's always in a way to to lean forward for Absolutely. something new. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so moving from our historical perspective and forward to today, can you tell us what projects we have on the technology side of the business right now, Einstein? Where are we using our energy? Where is our focus right here and right now? First, I would like to say that uh, we see that there is uh, some great engagement in DOF across the, the group to come up with suggestions on, on new uh, mm. new ideas uh, mm. and new projects. And, and that's what we target to, to do with the DigTech team we established, that we, we get engagement there. We see that we have around 30 projects, uh, DigTech projects, uh, active across the, the whole group. Okay. So it's, it's lots of initiatives. Mm. Uh, and these are uh, marine-related and subsea-related, but uh, our focus is, is, is one off mm. uh, integrated company. And, but, and, and to mention some of them, uh, we have a big digital uh, project, a digital fleet, to get access to the, the key vessel information easily, to be able to do you know, quick analyses, to give good support to the vessels. So, so to digitalize all this information in, in one place, that is the digital fleet. And the digital fleet, we will uh, have access to, let's say, technical condition, uh, the, the fuel and emission status in, in quite some detail and operational information, mm. uh, HSE and so on. Mm. So, so that is a big, uh, the big uh, digital project uh, which is uh, ongoing uh, now. That, that's also part of the, the, the role of the digital company is, is to making sure that, that we're putting those things together in, in the format. So, so uh, sort of avoiding this the traditional mm. silos or, or making it difficult to build on those solutions in the future. So, so, so having the sort of digital fleet project is a 
sort of important prerequisite to have the information available when you need it around the organization and not sort of building yeah, mm. silos or, or closed systems, but, mm. but open up and making sure that everybody have access to the information they need. Yeah, you you, uh, you mentioned this in the beginning, Lars. Um, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So I guess that's what you're talking about here. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, if you want to run a marathon, you would like to know what time you're running at, uh, and maybe you want to have, you know, some, um, what would that be, midterm... Uh, <laughs> Clocking, maybe you even have uh, someone running next to you and say you, you're on this and that time. Uh, and when you run your next marathon, you maybe want to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the the clock in that mm-hmm. case is an important measure or maybe you, your heartbeats or, or things like that. It's the same thing with, with, with vessels and vessel operations. Mm. We need to have the data available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anstein, some more projects and some more activities that we are working on right here and now. Yeah, I can uh, I can add uh, what we are doing on uh, on the ROVs. We mm. are. Um, what is an ROV, Anstein? That's a remote operated vehicle to support uh, underwater tasks. Uh, and you we'd... always wonder what that was, uh, Mariana. No, I didn't. <laughs> but we, maybe we have somebody who doesn't know it. Oh. And and uh, we are setting up uh, a facility or not a facility. It's a it's a Uh, operation center or operation room at our offices in Bergen mm. to, to mm. do re- remote operation of an ROV system on, on a vessel. Mm. Uh, so that is a pilot project that we, we that will commence now in the second half uh, this year. We have had projects now ongoing with uh, with suppliers and partners on to on, on on a hydrogen project how we can utilize hydrogen on a supply vessel with uh, fuel cells and we combine with uh, with battery systems so we have done some pre-project and, and, and planning on that it's very exciting but uh, it's 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 more long term so so in your opinion what what is the best alternative fuel for a vessel uh, that that is a difficult question to answer uh, Mariana and <laughs> I, i don't think uh, There are not many that have that answer for the for the moment because the technology is develop, developing mm. and it's not ready actually. So so, so uh, but but we need to really understand what are the alternatives and mm. uh, so we have also had project on on ammonia on uh, mm. on how to to use that on on uh, on a combustion engine. Uh, mm. So we have a pre-project on, on on that as well. So we are really looking into several different alternatives for alternative fuels for our vessels. Yeah, and I think that that is really key that we 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 get a good understanding and and then in the end we 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 will be able to to conclude. But I think uh, that answer to your question is might not be possible to 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 answer today. No, mm. <laughs> but, uh, but it, it's yeah. it's also a question of uh, um, you know that there's not one single thing mm. that that will save the world mm. it's it's a combination of many things mm. uh, uh what kind of fuel you use how much fuel you use what mm. what what kind of operations you do and so on and so forth so, so i i think that's extremely important that that uh, both us as a company and and the entire industry the politicians etc do understand that 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 we sort of have to do several things at the same time Uh, to, to work on improving 
the, mm. the, the way we operate, mm. the, the, the amount of sort of CO2 emissions we have. Mm. It's, it's not, um, sometimes it, it sounds very easy when you have a politician comes with a great solution mm. for, from, um, from a speech, but, but in real life, it's, it's a lot of different things that, that will hopefully give the, the solution. And, and I guess here, the important thing is to work close together. Uh, I mean, in the industry, it's nothing, and uh, this is nothing we can in a way solve alone. And this shouldn't be a competition uh, between different companies. I guess, I guess the thing here is to work really, really close together to find several good solutions yeah. for alternative fuels. And my first impression is that the the industry is much more willing to mm. work together than mm. than. I thought it should be mm. because we. I think we realized that there was well. There's um, mm. many companies, but only one Earth. Mm. Yeah, and I, I guess we see that. You know, we have alliances, we have a cooperation with a lot of uh, different stakeholders. Uh, we have uh, we have projects with Kongsberg. We have projects with Corvus. We have a project with. Uh, also, um, I mean, Norse. DNV. Yeah, DNV. Yeah. So it's, um, this is something we need to solve together. Yeah. In Duff, we say that people is our most important asset. Um, Lars, can you say how that apply to technology and digitalization? We, we briefly touched Mm -hmm. uh, on it as well, but but uh, technology and digitalization is is really a people business. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, and it's not something for the IT department. It's not something for the dig tech committee. Mm -hmm. It's uh, something for the entire organization and everybody that works there. Um, by having smarter tools, more efficient tools, we're, we're able to get more value out of each single person at DOF. Um, mm. And personally, I'm extremely confident that, that uh, everybody at DOF has a better work day when they can use their expertise, easily work together uh, with people from around the globe uh, and you know, let the computers take care of the boring work. So, so it's, it's really important that everything we do is Mm. With sort of people in mind, and people are the the, the center of technology and digitalization. Mm. And you are you are. Uh, we talked about that. You are relative new to DOF, uh, but do you feel that um, we have the right focus going forward to uh, what can I say? Really putting digitalization on the agenda. I I do believe so. That, that that's one of my sort of first impressions, mm -hmm. and and people are willing to change mm. Be, because uh, you know th there's a lot of fancy technology out there, but that doesn't work if people are not willing to test it, try it, learn it, use mm. it. Mm. So being responsible for uh, for IT and digitalization is very much about doing change. Mm. So the eagerness to always be in front. I think you also talked about that, Arnstein. I think, first of all, we are, we are fortunate to have, uh, we have uh, excellent uh, employees. Uh, we have seen that they are really committed and uh, willing to walk the extra mile when it's uh, needed. And, but when it comes to technology, um, uh, 
the, their involvement and, and the user's involvement of the solutions is just a key. It needs to be defined what is the need. Mm. And that is coming from those that are, are on board of our vessels, the seafarers, mm. and, and uh, those that see it day to day. Mm. So, so, so that's, we need their involvement uh, and, and we need their support. Um, and I think an example is uh, what we uh, talked about earlier here on, on, on the Eco-Advisor project there, that we, we, we are now in a very active uh, test phase on it. It is mm. a new solution developed. Uh, and and, uh, and, and we, we, so now uh, we are awaiting then feedback, uh, user feedback to, to be able to conclude on it. And, and uh, it's vital in the digitalization uh, work we do, Lars. And then, then, you know, at the same time, we, we, we try to sort of have respect for, for the, the days in operations. I mean, we know mm. that people are extremely busy uh, and, and sort of you, you have your missions. And it's sometimes difficult to think about change and finding new ways of working mm. while you're in the middle of the operation. I, I, mm. I get this, this, you know, cartoon in, in my mind that the... the, the, the the guy that is pushing his wagon w- with a squared wheel, mm, mm. Uh, and then you have someone next to him trying to sell him the uh, the round the wheel, and, yeah. and he doesn't have the time to <laughs> to, to to replace the wheels, and, and are still pushing, you know, the the squared wheel wagon up the hill, and well, sometimes that, that that's what it feels, but but uh, that that is not being afraid of change. It's it's about being too busy. Mm. To, to make the change happen and, and we have to work together in, in order to give enough space for, for those improvements to happen. Mm. I think we all agree and conclude on that we need a close cooperation um, between all our employees between onshore and offshore to get the best solutions. If we look a bit ahead, if we look on the horizon for DOF's future, what do you see there Lars? I I think this is a perfect storm uh, for, for DOF in particular. I mean, well, just recently we we had a um, what is hopefully a final solution to the financial situation we, we've been into. Uh, we have uh, markets that really are picking up. Mm. Uh, we have sort of the, the entire world's demand for for energy and clean energy is I mean, stronger than ever. Uh, and we have everything that goes on with, with technology and, and our willingness to invest mm-hmm. in technology. Uh, I think we're we're in the middle of where everything happened and, and we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, of course, it's a lot of more things to do. We, we can always improve, we, we, you know, implement change and, uh, and all that. There's always challenges ahead, you know. Yeah, I mean, that day, there's no challenge. We'll, we'll find something else to do. Uh, and, you know, we, we're going to make some mistakes along the way. We, we, we have to mm. test things, fail, uh, try again. You know, th- th- that's the way we, we grow stronger and grow better. Um, mm. so, so I am, I mean, I, I'm, so, I'm extremely happy to, to be working with an industry leader and, and be a part of this so this is the fourth industrial revolution, and 
we're here when it happens. So we have something to tell our grandkids. <laughs> I uh, would like to start uh, with a little reflection on on what uh, what we what, with, on the history and what we have achieved. Um, mm. We have uh, let's say a great fleet. We have a global presence uh, with marina and subsea teams. Uh, we have done have some great performances uh, through 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 difficult years. So it means we it, it, we have excellent people. And I think the the key thing looking at the horizons as well is that we build on what we have. We need to further develop uh, what we are good at, and always remember that. So we need to be be smart and to pick uh, what are the what are the good opportunities and benefits for for, for DOF. Mm. I think we are on the right path to do that, and that we we we, we are able to get involvement from the whole organization. So, so uh, I think we should be very positive when we are looking at the horizon, uh, Marianne. Mm. So I think uh, I would like to say uh, thank you to both of you. Thank you to you, Arnstein. Thank you to you, Lars, for this great conversation about technology and digitalization. I think we have had a really good conversation. And I think we understand that DOF is doing a lot in these crucial areas and that DOF is leaning into a greener future. It is also great to hear that DOF has been ahead in these areas for many years. And it is in a way in our DNA to push forward with excellence and high skills to secure the very best possible solution for our group. Through these five episodes of DOF Talks, we have talked about our Haven Tompen project about how it is to be young in DOF, and now about digitalization and technology. I think through this episode as well, we have been reminded that our employees are the most important assets in DOF, and it is crucial for DOF going forward. In next week, I'm actually going to meet a lot of uh, my good colleagues when I visit our Brazilian region. I'm going to Rio, and spend some time uh, with the colleagues in uh, in that region. And for those of you who have uh, followed uh, us closely, you can see both in our internal and external communication that we have been awarded some substantial contracts in that region. So I must say I really look forward to visit Rio again. Thank you all for listening in and please join us for the next episode of Doft Talks. Stay tuned. <laughs>